What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We break down the Bears versus the New York Jets next on the Unbearable Sports Podcast. Welcome back to the Unbearable Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Barron. Joining me, as always, on these preview episodes, Mr. Johnny PayPal. Make sure to like and subscribe out there on YouTube. Also, you can download the podcast everywhere you get your podcast. Just search for Unbearable Sports. Tell your friends, rate five stars, great ways to support the podcast also if you're watching this on youtube comments are another great way even if it's just bear down helps with searchability helps us out tremendously and happy thanksgiving to everyone and happy thanksgiving mr paypal how you doing my friend doing pretty good Brad. doing pretty good yeah i'm excited yeah if you you know if you want a conversation starter at your thanksgiving table break the ice a little bit like you know, if some crazy family members talking about politics to say, hey, have you heard this podcast on bearable sports? They are great. You know, yeah. family friendly show. We don't swear on here. You know, we're great family friendly thing to just bring up at the Thanksgiving table, you know? Yeah. Lovers of Jack <laughs> Sanborn and also any SpongeBob yes. fans. You can see bold and brash that is behind Johnny PayPal on the wall. Otherwise, <laughs> there you it's, go. It's so hard with the camera. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, for those that have never seen it out there. So an actual picture from the great Squidward tentacles. But PayPal, <laughs> I'm excited for this week. Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. It's great to just get everybody together. For those that don't know, we are brothers. Now, PayPal, last week we had the question of the day, and it was had to be one of our worst segments ever created and that's why i'm bringing it back this oh, week of course. There we go. <laughs> that's why i'm bringing it back this week i just want to know what's your favorite part of thanksgiving before we get into this preview um and anyone yeah. else that's watching let us know in the comments what's your favorite part of thanksgiving oh man that's i think it's like the i would say like midday you know after you ate all your food and you're just absolutely stuffed to like, you know, you're feeling like your belly's going to pop. And, you know, you got all that tryptophan in you where you're just so sleepy and you're just laying down and watching football. Like you're watching like the Lions or you're watching the Cowboys. Like usually the Lions just losing. But this year, I feel like they could low key, you know, compete against the Bills. So I'm excited to, you know, 
be half asleep and uh, half awake and just watching the Bills against the the Lions this this year. Yeah, I, I see. I see <laughs> with that. Yeah, for sure. It's like it's such a great holiday because you get, just get to sit back and watch football. The only thing that will be interesting is there's like two games that have a line of nine points. So they're expecting a lot of blowouts. They're not expecting these games to be close. So hopefully they are close for all of our sakes. But yeah, I agree. Football, I still miss. We used to always play an outdoor football game. But ever since COVID type of thing, we haven't really let that happen. Um, But hopefully Mm -hmm. one of these days we'll be able to do something like that uh, again. So, oh, yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm excited to just get everybody all together, and I hope everyone else has a great Thanksgiving. But PayPal, let's get in to this preview, right? The Bears, we're going to be going against the the New York Jets. New York Jets, really kind of overachieving from the the um, overall standpoint, right? They haven't been doing too well. They also benched their starting quarterback Zach Wilson. Um, but yeah, six and four, we are going out to New York. What we're going to be going through today, offensive preview, then defensive preview, who has the edge over unders, game predictions, and last but not least, my favorite part that I forgot last week, the game simulation. <laughs> I uh. signed off. When I was closing out, I'm like, I feel like I forgot something. And then like the next morning, I go, I didn't do the game simulation. So uh. I, I bolded it. I made sure we will not go two weeks without a game simulation. We will have this simulation going on. Don't you worry about that. So, (laughs) PayPal, we got to get into this offense. And this offense has been the storyline. So, starting out with it, the injuries, right? And before we go Mm -hmm. to the major ones, this defense that we're going to be going against is good. (laughs) We've heard all the storylines out there, and they – we saw that they only allowed what three points, three offensive points, basically to the uh, to the New England Patriots. DVOA ranks them as the sixth best defense, Ooh. fifth against the pass, eighth against the run. A couple stats: six lowest yards per carry um, at four point oh, fourth best pressure rate at twenty four point nine. I don't have this, but I believe they blitz the third least. And they still get the fourth best pressure rate. Oh my so god! Very, very good up front. Tenth in passing yards, ninth in rushing yards, fifth in interceptions, and the second best touchdown percentage on drives at a very, very low two point six. So they don't let you score. This is a very good defense. Um, so it we're going to be tested. We have not gone against the defense this great since the the Patriots and the Cowboys, where we had a running quarterback that was fully healthy. So that leads to the biggest question. <laughs> mm-hmm. PayPal. Fields was, obviously, we saw what happens with Fields' shoulder. But now they had some practice. He was limited in just kind of a walkthrough. And he spoke to the media, and he kind of spilled the beans a little bit. For those that are watching on YouTube, this is what I mean by spilling the beans. He said. And I quote, it's a separated shoulder with partially torn ligaments, basically like an AC joint. So, hey, pal, what are you feeling? Do you think he's going to be playing at all this week? What do you think? 
Uh, yeah, it, I like in the beginning of that interview, I watched it too, and it seemed like kind of in the beginning, like, oh yeah, he might, you know, actually play this Sunday. Like just being the competitor he is, like even in my mind, it was like, oh no doubt, Justin Fields is gonna play. He's gonna want to win. He wants to get a win within, you know, losing four games in a row, and. Then, like, a reporter asked him, so, like, what's the worst injury you had? And he talked about how he was – or did you ever play through an injury? And he's talking about how he played in the national championship game with that rib injury and also, like, partially torn, like, hip muscle. And kind of Justin Fields went on and saying that the only reason why he did that was because it is the national championship game, not like a random regular season game that you will probably lose and does not really mean too much. So I think Justin Fields realizes that his health is very important to this team and he's a very, very valuable asset. (laughs) So (laughs) I honestly, I am leaning heavily, heavily on him not playing this weekend. And I honestly hope to God that he does not play this weekend because I do not want to see it go any further. And I mean, if you have a, Torn ligament. I mean, if he falls on his arm, you know, ligaments are what hold our joints together, our bones, so they don't fall, you know, in weird directions and stuff. So if he falls on that shoulder again, like it could be a lot worse. So, yeah, I hope he doesn't. <laughs> and, and, and you're the medical expert on this show. So, yeah, like if you're saying I wouldn't, I wouldn't either. And also, I was the same way. I would be mad if they if I see Justin Fields out there because yeah. this doesn't mean anything. Like, just like put out Trevor Simeon. Because here's the thing for people that might be saying, well, it's on the opposite shoulder. You know, it's not his throwing shoulder. Yeah. And you make a really good point. I also heard some former players talking about this as well. And they were saying you don't want to land on that shoulder because it's extremely painful. So mm-hmm. what what is he going to want to do? He's going to want to land on his throwing yeah. shoulder. So don't put him out there because it's either like, all right, do you want unimaginable, unimaginable pain on your left side or on the other? And he said today, too, he was in so much pain that he wouldn't play today, right? Yeah. And the thing that it feels like right now is Courtney Cronin from ESPN. She covers the Bears. She talked about how the I think it was her or um, Brad Biggs, one of them was saying the vibe in the locker room was that Justin Fields would play this Sunday. Mm-hmm. But hearing Justin Fields, he doesn't sound as confident. He didn't sound confident after Sunday. He didn't sound confident today that he wanted to play, right? And here's yep. a gamer, here's a competitor that we've talked about needs confident needs confidence in throwing. And in order to win this game, he needs to have confidence to throw it quick, throw it fast. And if you're nervous that you're going to get smacked in the face and smacked in the shoulder, that it hurts. I, I don't like the idea of throwing him out there. I don't like the idea of playing him. Please. Exactly. When you're facing the a defense like this, where they have the fourth highest pressure rate, you know, they're going to be after Justin Fields. If he is out there, they're tough, they're physical defense. I don't want him getting touched. I mean, Sorry, Trevor Simeon. You know, if you get sacked six times, I'm not as worried as if Justin Fields gets sacked six times, you know? And and hey, this is what we talked about in the preseason. 
now with Nathan Peterman, if Nathan Peterman comes in, we're going to be losing games, right? <laughs> like you're not going to win yeah. games. He's the ultimate tank quarterback. And <laughs> J-Rock said in the comments, nothing to gain by playing fields. Exactly. Like there's nothing we gain with this. And I think this was a blessing in disguise if you just don't play him, right? Yep. And you get the losses. Also, it doesn't really, I feel it doesn't remove the morale of the team that much. Right. Oh, yeah. If you're losing constantly with your starting quarterback or your starting quarterback isn't playing well, that hurts. And if you put an injured quarterback out there that's not playing confident, that isn't going to be running, which is a huge X factor out there. It, it you, don't, you don't win anything and it could hurt the locker room. Don't put him out there. I really hope that this is just classic bears with like, let's just pretend and not give any info. That he's yes. going to be out there or not. I'm hoping that that's what they're doing. And I hope, I hope that he's not out there at all. And I want to just bring up one other thing too. Floos talked about this. They asked him about IR. They asked about, would he be on IR? And immediately Eber Floos was like, no, he's not going on IR. And that was a very interesting take because it seemed legit. Like it didn't seem this like smoke screen it seems like he would not be placed on IR. And I know that there was mm -hmm. some speculation because of the potential dislocation of that shoulder that, you know, you got to be benched for four weeks in order to be healed. Yep. So to me, I would not play him. I'm not, I wouldn't play him against the Jets. I, mm -hmm. I would debate on it with the Packers. And after that, we have a bye week, right? Yeah. Let him heal. Don't do anything crazy. We'll see. We'll we'll keep we'll keep monitoring this, but seriously, don't just don't. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll be thankful. Like you know, yeah, you know, this Thanksgiving, I'll be thankful this Sunday if we don't play Justin Fields. Because yeah, I don't think anyone on the team expects him to play. Like he has the respect of all the players on the team. It seems like all the players are kind of, you know, would back his decision if he didn't play. I mean. That's something that's still so special with what's going on is even though we lost four games, it seems like all the players like, you know, kind of leaders of the team, Montgomery Jackson are all kind of like saying like, you know, we lost, but you know, we're still all like brothers on the team. We're still all fighting to win. And like, no one is losing trust in each other. What, you know, when we look at the Jets, like they completely lost trust of their quarterback when he said it was not his fault <laughs> um, yeah. after throwing like 40 passing yards. You know, it's everyone takes an individual, you know, uh, kind of th themselves that like we lost, like I lost the, us the game and everyone kind of takes that individual like I need to get better um, to help the team, you know. Yeah, and here's the biggest difference because you, you alluded to it with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, bad game. They throw a lob of an of a question. Like, do you take any responsibility? He was pretty much like, nah, I don't. Yep. But you see Justin Fields, we talk about this, just he's got the intangibles. Insane athlete, has a great arm, but also, I don't know if you heard this, after the game, he apologized to the team. Oh, yeah. He apologized to the team, and he has no... He doesn't really need to apologize because he himself played well. Played well, great, yeah. Right, like he personally played well. David Montgomery should be apologizing to the team because he wasn't like stepping up his game. 
right? Tristan mm-hmm. Ebner should apologize that he even stepped foot on the football field. <laughs> like, but I think ultimately you see this leader and you see him take accountability that he can be better. He can do better. So I, yeah, don't play him. Don't have him out there and hopefully things will be good. But, but PayPal, speaking of accountability, speaking of leadership, I don't know if you heard this, but Tevin Jenkins, so he was active, right? And mm-hmm. he had that hip injury. He Supposedly, he went up to the coaching staff and said, I'm not ready to play. I don't want to play. I'm not healthy enough. Even though he was medically cleared to play, he said he wanted to be the backup and be suited up in case something went wrong. Mm-hmm. Does that rub you the wrong way? Do you think he would be playing? What's your feeling on that? Um, I, I, I think it would rub, rub me the wrong way. Say if we were again, like in like playoff contention, or if we had an important game coming up, or if that was an important game. Um, but let's hope he kind of realized that maybe this season is kind of not very important for us. So <laughs> I, I hope maybe that's like his reasoning, not just, Oh, like I'm not. 100 percent, so i'm not going to help the team win it, i hope it was more of like this season's kind of out the window <laughs> um i'm not going to go out there because yeah i mean that's how this system is that's how iberfus talks like we won't play a player unless they say they're medically cleared even if if the you know the medical team says they are it's the player's choice yeah, and we saw what Schofield was able to put out there on tape. Now, yet again, he's a backup. He's not playing great, but he's not playing terrible, right? You know that there's a big difference between him and Tevin Jenkins. And overall, yep. on that right-hand side of the line, it was bad. It was it was really bad. I don't have the stats up here, but I remember, I believe that if you included Mustafer, Whitehair, and Braxton Jones, I think it was only one pressure given up or two because I think Jones let up one and Mustafer let up one but then you flip over to Schofield and Reef I think it was like seven or eight like the pressure was constantly on that right hand side you could tell that they did not play together because they were destroyed by stunts all day last week and now you're going against one of the best pass rushes like we alluded to you're going against Quinnen Williams Franklin Myers Huff like I have some of this stuff up here, just the pass rush win rate. Bryce Huff, someone who most of us have never even heard of. He has an 87.7 pass rush grade from um, PFF, which is borderline elite. The reason why he's gotten that, his pressure rate is 27.4%, which is insane. He comes off the edge, he comes in on third downs, plays very, very well. John Franklin Myers and goes into the middle. He's normally an edge player. His win rate is 20.7. That's probably as good as our entire defensive line combined. And (laughs) then you go to Carl Lawson, who's coming off of an injury. Doesn't not amazing, but 15.6. Quinnen Williams, 14.8. And that's not it. They have Nathan Shepard, 14.9, right? They have good players that can rush the passer constantly at every single angle. PayPal, we saw what Grady Jarrett was able to do. What's your feeling about this? Who are you most afraid for on this line um, overall? 
But yeah, you look at it's funny you said how like Huff is like all of our line our defensive line win rates combined. I honestly think it is. I mean what Travis Gibson, I mean it was a while back, but was maybe 14% or like 13, you know? And here you got Quentin Williams, you know, an inside interior guy with 14%. I it just it's scary. I mean, there's honestly no one not just an individual that I'm worried about on this defensive line, especially it's just, yeah, you named Huff, Quentin Williams, they Franklin Myers. They're just a scary group. And, you know, if, if hopefully Schofield <laughs> and reef kind of got their act together and watched some film, cause you could tell when Matt Eberfuss is not happy. Whenever he says something was solid, that's basically <laughs> saying that they were trash. Uh, I was noticing that in his last interview. Whenever he says, oh, they were solid, it's like... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No You know, he said, <laughs> he said, he said, trust, uh, Emner was solid. And then he also said that Riley Reef and Schofield were solid. Ah, uh, right, okay. The line was solid. So you could tell, like, when he trash. says sod, it's trash. <laughs> Straight <laughs> so, trash. Yeah, for sure. I, translation. Yeah, and I was just looking at the Bears one, like our pressure rate. So keep in mind, we were talking a lot of in the 20s. Still, our best pressure rate is from Travis Gibson at 13%. Then yeah. it drops all the way down to Dominique Robinson at 7%. Nice. So, yeah, we stink on the defensive line, but we are still covering the Bears offense this Bears offense, like we were saying, is going against a very, very good defense. Big reason why the defense has been so successful for the Jets is because rookie Sauce Gardner on the outside. He is the number one rated quarter corner, according to PFF. And if you watch the games, it, it echoes that, right? But it's not just mm -hmm. him. Michael Carter, who is a second-year player out of Duke, is having a very good year out of the slot. And also DJ Reed Jr., who has quietly been a solid corner for the uh, the Seahawks, comes over to this system and is playing very well. This shows how important the coverage units are. But something just to be on the lookout for is Darnell Mooney, obviously our best wide receiver, could just be lined up in the slot a lot because Sauce Gardner really exclusively plays on the outside. Will they... Shadow Mooney as the number one wide receiver? I don't think so because they really haven't done that to anybody else. But it is definitely something to be on the lookout for because I think overall, Sauce Gardner is a beast. I don't want to go after him. And quite frankly, 
this defense is very good. There's really not a lot of weak links. You could point at a LaMarcus Joyner or he's usually been a bad coverage safety throughout his career, but there's really not a lot of bad pieces on mm -hmm. this defense. But PayPal, how do you attack this defense? Yeah, I honestly, it's one of those things. It's just how do you do it? And when we look, when we don't have Justin Fields, it's like, what is that game plan going to be with, you know, most likely Trevor Simeon coming out and, and it's tough, Brad. Like when, <laughs> when you, we're going to have to have like a receiver or Cole Komet kind of step up. I think that's one of the things, or David Montgomery, we're going to need someone on our offense to really step up. Cause you, you're not going to say that Trevor Simeon's going to come out here and start gunslinging against this defense but you're going to need a water a wide receiver to get open cuz instead of these crazy extension of plays that Justin Fields has been able to do when wide receivers aren't open we can't do that anymore we need receivers to get open when they're supposed to you know in 1 to 3 seconds preferably before the pressure gets there um and yeah we'll see and something i'm also looking forward to is Who's going to be this receiver that Trevor Simeon likes? You know, someone yeah. always, yeah, quarterbacks always have their guy. You know, who is going to be the guy for Trevor Simeon? Is it going to be like, is it going to be Mooney still? Or is it going to be like Claypool or St. Brown? Or is it going to be like Pringle? Like you, you can maybe say like, maybe he's had more time with these like second stringers. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah and I, I kind of, I agree with you with that too. And especially we're, we're hoping Simeon's out there. Right. And I think my big piece in this is going off of like what you're talking about is the quick game, right? That's what the Patriots were trying to do. They were trying to throw as quickly as possible. As soon as they were, because there's going to be pressure and especially mm -hmm. against this team, there's going to be pressure in your face. You need to get the ball out quick. And that's another reason why not to start Justin Fields. And I know that yeah. there's probably a lot of people that say, well, it's just easy. Just throw it real fast or real quick. Fields has not really shown the ability to do that. There might be mm -hmm. like a game that you can point to. Because I remember there was a game you could point to and say, he's getting rid of the ball quick. But that's where you need to have a like a more classic um, backup, like Bam Bam Sam is saying, Want to see Simeon do QB power? <laughs> oh, yeah. do. Uh, at first, I was seeing pros. I was like, exactly. But no, no, not the QB. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, Brad, Dave Montgomery as quarterback. You know, he did play quarterback in high school, right? He was so. who I drafted um, he, when Clay yes. Harbor and I did our uh, seven on sevens. <laughs> it was my if quarterback. We wanna, if we don't want to change the offensive game plan. Yeah. We'll have him, you know, Dave Montgomery as running back. Maybe put Darrington Evans blazing game as. The halfback. There you go. Who <laughs> needs a quarterback? Uh, but yeah, no. Right. I, but in all seriousness, the quick game. That's what I feel we need to attack. That we need to try and attack quick and fast. The only downside is Sibian probably gives you the best chance. I think of it like an Andy Dalton. Right? Andy Dalton comes in. Andy Dalton's definitely better, I'd say, than Trevor Simeon. But you got to have that quick, fast attack so that you can get the ball out get it into a receiver's hands. The only problem is that also takes timing. That also takes chemistry and something that probably doesn't really have PayPal. I want to just bring this up. 
So we see Daryl Henderson getting waived. We see Melvin Gordon getting waived. And we see that we don't have a backup running back. That's good, right? Mm-hmm. Would you entertain any of those people? Or how would you ha- how would you handle this backup running back position? Yeah, the hard thing, like, Melvin Gordon, like, he is a great runner when he does run the ball. But what he had, I want to say five fumbles within, like, the first, like, yeah nine weeks or something like that he's fumbling it was, like crazy yeah it's crazy like he's got a he's got a hit up uh what tiki barber was it or, yeah yeah and start carrying it. yeah do the high and tight type of thing <laughs> yeah yeah do the high and tight and try to do that or something because it's like he's a good runner but he must have had some ultimatum or something where next time you fumble like we're gonna cut you and that's what they did um <laughs> and and that's the thing. Running backs are very available. So let's see if we can get one out there and at least maybe try Darrington Evans or, you know, bring back Ryan Knoll. <laughs> yeah, Ryan freaking Knoll. Yeah, yeah let's go. But we saw Darrington <laughs> Evans get activated. And just my whole point with this is try Darrington Evans, right? Yeah. Darrington Evans, he gives you, he, he's not like this refined vet, but Ebner, he can't pass block. You can't run the ball. And I heard heard someone say it. Um, I forgot on what show, but some I think it was on ESPN 1000. Someone was saying, like, he runs like it's college. He doesn't find the hole. He just tries to go for the touchdown constantly. Right? Yeah. That's something that I just that just kind of bugs me is he just he can't run, right? He mm-hmm. does not look good. He does not look fast. He can't block. He can't do any of this. Put in Darrington Evans. Like Evans can play. He's not going to blow the doors off you, but we'll see. And uh, J-Rock, he's a fan of, hey, Poles should maybe get Henderson or Gordon. Henderson is definitely someone I think taking a look at would be great, right? Yeah. He has played well in the past, and the Rams right now, nothing can get going. And I wonder why. It might be because running production is tied directly with how good an offensive line is playing. Offensive <laughs> line sucks. Weird. They can't run the football. That's what happens. And I think ultimately, yeah, why not give Henderson a chance? Why not? Like Gordon, I could see why. Um, He's a little up mm-hmm. there in age. I believe he's 29. So Lord knows as soon as he turns 30, he jumps off a cliff and he's terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I think honestly, Henderson, why not? Right? Why not give him a shot at least? Um, but PayPal, anything else before we get into our monster matchups? Uh, no, not really. I think Claypool is still one of those guys. I just don't think we're gonna see crazy snaps from him again. It just seems like they're very they there's not in a rush to bring him back. And he's I mean, he said it in his interview, it's just they're not in a rush, like he's he, it's not like we need him right now. Like we're, we're kind of a run heavy offense. Like we don't rely on our wide receivers necessarily. And we're not trying to win the Super Bowl. So it seems like they're not trying to rush him to bring him into the offense and force him into anything. So sad to say, but I know if someone's wondering about Claypool probably don't expect like, you know, a crazy comeback game or anything from him. Yeah, and I don't expect exactly. I don't expect anything until after the buy, right? Until mm-hmm. after the buy, 
then okay let's go right um that's that's my feeling with it that's my vibe with it that's ultimately where it goes so and j-rock hot take hot take j-rock he's starting to doubt ryan poles and right on cue everyone's favorite lions fan don burr comes in (laughs) (laughs) sam appropriately welcoming him into the chat uh for those that are listening (laughs) if you haven't don burr is someone who jumps around big lions fan that jumps around to a lot of the bear shows uh kind of making a name for himself out there on the youtube community um but let's go to j-rock starting to doubt ryan poles i think that the biggest thing is with ryan poles just my take on it is definitely uh ryan poles needs to show what he's capable of this offseason i think that this offseason is going to be telling because he's setting it up like he basically did what a lot of us do in madden a lot of us do in in sports games like this you might just sell the entire team and now and now you have to build right so um but let's get into our monster matchups now we have like 12 comments i gotta sort through these paypal (laughs) but who do you have as your monster matchup (laughs) oh i honestly think man we'll go do i dare say like eq versus sauce gardener and the only reason why i say that is just to get sauce gardener out of the way i hope eq is lined up against (laughs) sauce gardener so he can just get him out of the way and we can have a productive offense um okay like sauce gardener yeah he's just the prototypical just masterpiece like he's 6'3 200 pounds long arms and also yeah he's quick and his you know, all that stuff. And he's playing phenomenal. So I just don't see any waste of us putting like trying to contest him, honestly, like just try to stay away from him. Have EQ block him, get him maybe kind of frustrated. And maybe if you kind of avoid him, he's going to get kind of greedy and maybe play more aggressive or something. And maybe he'll create a flaw. So we'll see. That's just kind of my my uh, matchup, like EQ just get in his head and stay out of the game, basically. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, and Bam Bam Sam goes with the other side, like saying more Claypool with Gardner. That would be awesome to see as well. You're talking about, uh, you know, big physical athlete with Claypool versus Gardner. I really like that. Um, kind of like what you're saying. It could go either side. Um mm-hmm. But uh, let's, yeah, for, for me, oof, this uh, this is tough um, because I'm going to go, uh, I want to go with the line again, right? Last week I had Cody Whitehair versus Garrett. Technically, Whitehair did pretty well against him. It was more on that right-hand side. Mm-hmm. Um, because we don't know what's going on on that right guard spot, I'm going to actually go Riley Reef versus Huff. Because the like Bears it. are one of the worst teams at letting up pressures on knowing on knowing that it's a true pass set. They're really bad at it. Riley Reef has been a weak link on this offensive line, even though he is starting, right? Like it kind of gets you thinking, should we put Larry Borum out there? I don't think that I there's there was all the rumors that the Bears didn't actually like Larry Borum. 
and this kind of solidifies it. As soon as they could have benched him, they benched him for Riley Reef. Riley Reef versus Bryce Huff is going to be huge because he does get to the quarterback like crazy. So that's going to be my big um my big matchup because Quinton Williams, you're just going to have to double team, right? There's going to be a mm-hmm. lot of pressure coming in the middle, and I am terrified for that. So please, Tevin Jenkins, be back because then I won't feel as uh, <laughs> as <laughs> as nervous. But X Factor, PayPal, I kind of want to go just so you don't take mine. But um, yeah, you go, go. Okay, honestly. okay, thank you. Yeah. So I hope that you weren't going to choose this one. My X Factor is Cole Komet. Like, oh, okay. Were you gonna go with Cole Komet? Uh, he was one of my options. I think okay. he was in my he was in my top three. Cole Komet's <laughs> Cole Komet is the X factor this week. We talked about very good corners on the outside. We talked about quick game. This has got to be Cole Komet's game, right? He's ranked the fifteenth best tight end according to PFF. Very good ratings to go with the very good season that he's putting together. Komet, you got to step up, show off your receiving ability because it's going to be difficult to get those passes on the outside. I really hope he has a good game because that's going to be huge. Uh, so Cole Komet, my X factor for this week, PayPal, who you got? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, if I was going passing game yet, yeah, Cole Komet's got to be huge for us. Um, I got to go Dave Montgomery. I think he, he didn't have the best game last week. We could see that he was, I, I would say he was running more aggressive last week, but still, like, he did not seem happy after his performance. Like, he kind of put it on himself that kind of why they lost type of thing. So I could see him coming back and, you know, with Trevor Simeon most likely going to be out there, at least we think, um, he just needs to take the pressure off him. And they have a very physical rush defense. So just, Put your foot in the ground and just run it, run it to him and show show him what you got. So I I think we we need Dave Montgomery to prove prove uh prove his point. So yeah, let's let's see what ends up happening this week. But I do also just want to give a shout out to Braxton Jones, um, just because Braxton Jones has been playing very well these past couple of weeks. He's only allowed one pressure the past two weeks, so he hasn't been going against great talent on that. Uh, outside edge with Detroit and the Falcons. What I like about that is he's at least playing to the competition level, right? Mm-hmm. Like Riley Reef, we saw do poorly. It's nice to see Braxton Jones doing well, and hopefully he he's able to step up because he's a huge X factor on that left side of the line. And speaking of X factors, I'm an X factor when it comes to reading off ads. <laughs> so <laughs> you all know it. BetUS.com. Use promo code unbearable. Life is back on sports bettors. BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, NBA, again, I guess, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL. Betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log into BetUS.com or call 1-800-792-3887. That's 1-800-79-BETUS. BetUS for 125% bonus with promo code unbearable. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone social online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the most 
proven mainstay in the industry. Bet US, you bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. So just use on code word unbearable. Yeah, 125% off or back that you get. Poof, that's free money. Um, gotta love that if you're a sports better. Also, bet responsibly, only pick winners. Okay, that's uh that's what we suggest here. You know, just don't, <laughs> just don't pick losers and you'll be totally fine from the betting side. But oh yeah. So speaking of losers, let's go over to this Bears defense, shall we? Uh <laughs> the Bears defense is ranked. 30th overall, according to Football Outsiders DVOA, 30th against the pass, 25th against the run. Not very good. But speaking of not very good, this offense, we alluded to it. Zach Wilson was looking really bad. What a bust. I can't imagine anybody drafting him over the great Justin Fields. But they did. (laughs) Um, This offense comes in. DVOA ranks them as the 20th ranked, 20th pass, and 21st run. From a stats perspective, their 21st run offense and 25th passing offense. They have not been good, but really a big reason for them not being good is Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson really struggled under pressure, but PayPal, they're going with Mike White. When you hear that, are you surprised? What was kind of your first reactions when you heard the great Mike White is uh, starting for the Jets? I totally forgot about Mike White. I don't know how I forgot about his Hall of Fame career he had. Yeah. Uh, was it last year or the year before? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was surprised to not see a Joe Flacco as like the person that was starting in front of him because Joe Flacco played earlier this year and what he was thrown like 40, 50 times a game. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, And he seemed like he was doing not too bad. Like, sure, he was throwing like three yards per air attempt, but still, he was getting the ball out. He was, the offense actually looked kind of decent out there. Um, But, yeah, I, I... I honestly think this offense is going to be better. I mean, with how Zach Wilson was playing, he looked atrocious. Um, if he was throwing the ball deep, it seemed like he would just, like, he just had multiple picks last game, and they're all dropped, and that's just how every game was. He he throws <laughs> careless balls, all this stuff. So Mike White, think honestly, it's an upgrade. So I'm a little bit more scared now. Like Maybe their offense does kind of get into shape. Maybe... You know, people didn't respect uh, Zach Wilson. You know, he's kind of a diva. <laughs> he's kind of, you know, <laughs> he, he's very like, he, 
as we saw in the interview, he doesn't blame, you know, he blames others, not, he doesn't take accountability for his actions and stuff. So I, I could see this offense actually maybe doing a little bit better things out here, uh, which kind of scares me, Brad. Yeah. And going off of Mike white, some of his numbers, uh, five touchdowns and eight interceptions in four games played. And in four of those games, he had 405 passing yards, 251, 202, and 95. He had 11 attempts for seven completions that game. But for a Hall of yeah. Famer, I for you know he doesn't have the yeah. best stat line. You know exactly. Uh, <laughs> but I think overall, he is very turnover prone. Right, you got to make sure that you can capitalize on that. He does allow you to get that. So I think that's going to be a huge storyline going into this Bears. I talked about this in the post game. Bears are need to build off of turnovers. We need to get some interceptions because Mike White is going to throw them. But something that gets me nervous is this Jets team is actually pretty good. And when you go over to the offensive side, Garrett Wilson is balling out on the outside mm -hmm. receivers. Corey Davis is going to get his right. Um, Elijah Moore, not great, but they have that depth. We've already known that the Bears... A lot of us wanted a lot of these Jets receivers like Moore, like Denzel Mims. They Braxton have some Berrios. good. Yeah, Braxton Berrios. They have depth at this wide receiver position. And a lot of people, you could tell the Jets did not like Zach Wilson. Mm -hmm. So if you have someone you don't like, you're going to come out the next week when you have somebody else that replaced them and probably fight even more. I wish they would have waited a week to bench them because I think the Jets are honestly going to be coming out firing because they want to show like, listen, Zach is a douche. I don't mm -hmm. like Zach. Right. And be like, I don't like Zach Wilson. He's a pretty boy. You just, and everyone's going to just fall out. That's what I'm afraid of is that the wide receivers are going to try extra hard and it's going to be extra hard too, because speaking of injuries, Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon did not participate today in practice Ooh. because of concussions. That could be two huge injuries to the secondary um, if they are end up not being able to go. Oh, man, Brad, if that happens, oh, gosh, might not even have to watch the game. I mean, obviously I will, but like <laughs> might have to just cover one of the eyes or something. That might be that might be ugly, but hey. Brad, you almost forgot the most important wide receiver on this Jets deep, uh, offense. Huh? Rodney Adams. They Rodney have Rodney Adams? No they way. Have Rodney Adams. Yeah. I, <laughs> I looked at the depth, depth chart and I saw Rodney Adams. He's he's hurt as of now, but they have Rodney Adams, the great preseason prodigy. Oh, Rodney, man. Rodney Adams. That's it. We're losing by 20. We're losing by 20. <laughs> if they got Rodney, Rodney Dadams out there, we, there's no hope. There's no hope for us at all with Mike <laughs> White slinging it. Um, but in all seriousness, let's go back to kind of this nickel position, right? If Kyler Gordon can't go, who goes out there? And I saw Kyler Gordon. He was not playing a little bit last week, right? He got banged up, so they didn't have him out there. But they didn't really go back into the nickel, right? And I'm mm -hmm. looking at our lads, which is kind of the, the leader in um, putting together depth charts. 
they have Josh Blackwell as that slot. And Blackwell, I believe, was more of a slot player when we picked him up. That would be very interesting. But I also leaned a little bit towards DHC. But the only thing that gets me a little bit weary is, all right, well, if DHC has to play for Brisker, and if Brisker's out with a concussion, now you do have to have Blackwell out there, right? And I do Mm -hmm. think Blackwell will be that corner in the slot because, I don't know, I, I can look at Justin Lane to see what he's been able to do, but he was a healthy scratch last week, just picked up. I think ultimately Blackwell's probably going to be starting at that slot corner position. That's at least just my vibe. But what are what's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, I could see Jalen Johnson, like, you know, because Jalen Johnson's obviously going to play on the outside. And then Kendall Vildor will probably play on that that second corner, right? I don't think there's a question he will he might I don't think he'll play slot corner. I mean, I don't know about that, but I, I want to see if Jalen Jones is one of those slot corner guys, too. I mean, he's been pretty decent at the outside corner spot. So I wonder if they will try him in that slot corner. And honestly, Brad, like <laughs> any option is not the best option. Um, <laughs> but it also kind of it's a great time to just try new things like, yeah, we'll see if Josh Blackwell can you know, maybe play this, this slot corner spot because he's a fantastic special teamer. Like, you see his effort on every play. I mean, what, last week he had one of the most fantastic tackles I saw in special teams. Like, the hustle was insane, and it was just phenomenal. So I wouldn't be surprised, like, having an effort guy like that if they just put him in just because he tries and just puts all put uh, gives it his all every week. Yeah, and I'm I'm pulling up some snap counts for Justin Lane. Uh Justin Lane was mainly a outside corner. So yeah, okay. you're not really gonna be getting a lot of outside play from him. I'm gonna be looking at um at Blackwell real quick just to see what he yeah. had from his uh it, like in the preseason, right? Because here's an undrafted player. And let me just double check slot. Cause yeah. There we go. Yeah, okay, slot. Yeah, because I don't believe um Vildor never played slot. I remember maybe us hinting at he might become the slot corner. Like when we were thinking Vildor would be slot and then Kyler Gordon would be the outside. But it seems like they're kind of steering away from Vildor being that slot. Man. Yeah, and I'm looking here too. Um, Vildor looks like he's never, or in the preseason, never played slot. Let me just double check in the regular season. Obviously, he probably takes a handful of slot reps. Yeah, 25 out of 1,252. So, yeah, Blackwell, <laughs> <laughs> Blackwell's most likely going to be, if if Gordon can't go out there, he's going to be playing in the slot. And mm-hmm. we'll see what, like, like we said, right? I'm excited to see it because Gordon hasn't been great. So what's the worst that can happen? yeah what's the worst that can happen the biggest thing is the outside receivers wilson and davis are going to be crazy out there that's going to be the big um lockdown stuff that the bears have to do on the outside but paypal enough of like the outside receivers right let's talk about this line because guess what this is the worst offensive line we have gone against oh yeah because normally i feel we're going against crazy good 
um, offensive lines. Dwayne Brown has not played too great. He's ranked the 68th overall tackle out of 80 tackles at that left side. Lincoln Tomlinson doing really bad at left guard, not looking like the same guy that the 49ers had. Connor McGovern, though, in the middle is playing very well at center. Dan Feeney, who has historically not been a good right guard, is filling in for Elijah Vera Tucker, and he's playing a little bit better, but I expect some regression back to his normal self. And um, I'm not even going to try it. The right tackle, another player who's not that great, about a 96% pass blocking efficiency. Overall, this is by far the worst defense, worst offensive line that we've gone against, but they are probably playing the worst defensive line on the flip side with the Bears. <laughs> Do we get any pressure? Man. Let's hope, Brad. All we can do is hope at this point. I mean, <laughs> one concern I had was it sounds like Dominique Robinson has just not been putting in the effort uh, as of recently. Uh, Iberfus was kind of speaking on that of Robinson just, you know, he has the skills now and he just kind of worried about his effort, but then also kind of learning you know, his fastball, he said, like, what's his, his kind of his, his trusty, his trusty pitch that he has, you know, what's his, his go-to move, but then what's that other pitch or what's that other pass rush move he can use to, you know, throw off the defender. So hopefully he can figure out something because he seems like someone that we will keep on this team, you know, for, for years uh, in the future and stuff. But Brad, I'm, Hopefully we see uh Taco Charlton sighting. Hey. I don't know if he's if he's coming out, but it would just be fun to at least see him and see what he does. Yeah, I agree. I think that Taco, it's sad to say, a guy that we picked up off the street. You know, like <laughs> we have street tacos and he's our best player on this <laughs> edge. And going back to what you said about Robinson, it's gotta be tough when you go into this situation and you have a mentor like Robert Quinn that can show you the ropes and imagine being like someone fresh out of college and you join a team, right? Like you join your new department and everybody in that department sucks. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, we, what we got to remind ourselves is they are in the defensive line room. They have meetings together. They break down tape. Imagine every single day you guys go in and you look at tape and you go, wow, we really suck, right? Like, <laughs> it's it's terrible the level of of goodness is not there they're 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 awful they're terrible and it's got to be difficult for somebody who is a project player you can't learn mm -hmm. from anybody out here you're not learning from uh justin jones you're not learning from al-kadeem muhammad you wanted to learn from robert quinn and robert quinn's not here and i think that's where it's going to be hard and hopefully next year when we sign all these defensive linemen that he has a little bit more confidence that he feels more comfortable because it's damaging to that ego. And I think this needs to be a get right game for them, right? Mm -hmm. Like this needs to be it. You have Mike white, who is not that good. You want to get into his face. You want to be playing crazy. I think you really have to see what you you're capable of and try and attack. And yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. I think Taco Charlton is going to be a huge person in this. 
Travis Gibson, I still am holding out hope that he could do at least something. Um, but we're blitzing more. So maybe Sanborn, yep. our Lord and Savior, is going to get two sacks. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, he's been what doing great. Do? Hey, he's been doing, he's been a great uh, blitzer. I mean, he, I don't know the whole like intricacies and stuff in it, but he's always, he's always there. He's always pressuring the quarterback when he blitzes. He's always there, or he at least hits the quarterback or does something. Um, and Brad, honestly, the biggest surprise, I mean, if we're talking positives on this defense, you know, talking about Sanborn, um, Joe Thomas has been someone I know you liked in the beginning. I didn't really like him at first, but we've seen him have these huge plays. You know, last week he had that open field tackle where I, I believe it was either tight end or fullback trying to block him. And then Mariota was out trying to run. And Mariota uh, chose to run on the outside and he, he, he tackled him for a loss, I believe. Um, and he had a bunch of batted balls the, the week prior. And he's, he's just been constantly putting great things on film. So Joe Thomas, big surprise for me. And I'm glad he's doing well. This is a bold take. Um, I'm creating defensive game plans on the fly. Why not have on third down or something three down linemen and then you blitz a linebacker, right? Well, why not? Because you're not but, getting anything out of your, your four-man front. And also, you talk about the great Jack Sanborn. Jack Sanborn has the highest pressure rate by far on the team. So when Roquan was here, just to put this into perspective, when Roquan was out here, he was blitzed 24 times and got six pressures for a rate of 19%. And we'd all say Roquan Smith is a good pass rusher, right? Mm-hmm. Like whenever he's sent on a blitz, He's got that speed. He's able to get in the face of quarterbacks. Does pretty well. Nicholas Morrow sent 25 times, has five pressures for a pressure rate, um, and or a or a win percentage of 16.7. Jack Sanborn, 10 pass rush snaps, five total pressures, win percentage of 50%. We see it, right? Why not? Why not send him on a little bit more blitzes? Why not try to wow. put put a little bit more out there, right? Super, super small sample, right? But you see what he's able to do. You see that he he goes in with a vengeance. He tries to blow up the other person. Why not try and send a little bit more blitzes with him? Because if he is that liability and coverage that people assume that he is, he's doing a lot mm-hmm. better. But I like the idea of at least having him play out there, trying to send a little bit more exotic blitzes out there um, from an Alan Williams perspective, because here's the thing we've tried stunts and I hate saying this because stunts work for good teams. We don't get pressure off of stunts. Our defensive line, this is where it goes back to the coaching. Our defensive line sucks at defense, uh, like stunts on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what they're coaching, but it doesn't look good. It doesn't work for us. So overall, you need to do something. And that's where I think ultimately blitzing has got to be the thing. But PayPal, this defense, we'll see. Yeah. Whew. They did they did decent last week. You got pro- probably a hot offense or an angry offense coming in. But PayPal, who are your monster matchups? Or what is your monster matchup this week? Oh, man, I guess. 
I mean, if we're really looking at it now, I I honestly think Josh Blackwell now against, okay. you know, is it going to be Elijah Moore, I believe. Um, it's going to be him against Elijah Moore. I mean, we'll see how Blackwell is. Like we've seen, like I said before, he's been this incredible effort guy, like on the special teams, he's had incredible tackles. So, you know, he can tackle just like uh, Gordon has been able to at that slot position. But what Gordon has not been able to do is first off, put in that effort. I mean, we saw that touchdown at the back of the end zone last week. I don't know about you, Brad, but I got so mad. It just seemed like he just let it up. He he just got beat. And then he just kind of was like, Oh yeah, here you go. Here's we, you can obviously see the play develop, but obviously he didn't see it develop. Um, but Blackwell, I think he'll put in that effort and hopefully he can, you know, help us with that coverage. Um, okay. So that's yeah. what I'm looking forward to. I like it. And I, it, it goes back to that too. I hope that they play him because I just want to see what he's got. And if he does well, it puts pressure. It, it puts a lot of pressure on Gordon. Like you were mentioning just cause like, dude, run for the ball. I, and I know it's easy for us to say run, because if you think about it, if you're playing, you might be gassed up, right? You might be super, yeah. super tired, and you're just like, dude, I can't run anymore. But that's, you're a professional, right? And mm-hmm. I know you're just kind of dogging it right there, but like when, when we were watching the game, you see the quarterback running left, and you see the wide receiver running left. Anybody with the brain that knows how to play football, you go, I should probably cover this guy because they're going to be they're running at the same track He's going to be right there. So mm-hmm. yeah, disappointing play. My X, I mean, not X factor. My monster matchup is Jalen Johnson versus Garrett Wilson because Jalen Johnson's not looked great recently, right? He hasn't been the Jalen Johnson at the beginning of the season. And also Jalen Johnson is looking for a contract extension, hopefully this off season, Right. He's going to be looking for that. It sounds like Poles wants to get these extensions done in the offseason so they don't have to worry about them, right? So I feel like this is a huge game. You need to cover the rookie. You need to show what you're capable of. Now, Corey Davis, maybe that's who he ends up going against, but Garrett Wilson's looked very good, and I think that's where you got to lock him up because that's a big play waiting to happen. Jalen Johnson you got to do that. So PayPal, who's your X factor on this defense? Oh, uh, I mean, we talked to, we, we talk about him every week. I still think Sanborn is that X factor. He's been the guy to only guy to basically pressure the opposing quarterback. We need to put pressure on this on Mike white. I mean, backups just seem like those people that aren't able to, they, they obviously have problems because they're backups. And it seems like pressure is one of those things that just makes backups go crazy. So let's put pressure on him. Jack Sanborn, keep rushing the quarterback and just keep doing what he's doing. Because if we force him to pass the ball, I love that. Because honestly, I think this game is going to come down to who gives up the ball the most, who has the most turnovers. And it's going to be just like the Patriots game and the Jets game last week. There's not going to be many offensive points. It's going to be all defensive special teams points. I truly believe that. So 
It's going to be low scoring, but I think it starts with Jack Sanborn stopping the run, getting sacks. Yep. Yeah. And we Good haven't picks. even talked. Yeah. Picks because he needs one. He already had one that was unfortunately taken away. But I think, too, we didn't even really talk about the running game. And the big reason is because Brees Hall's out, right? Mm-hmm. Michael Carter only averages 3.8 yards a carry. And James Robinson only averages three yards a carry. Ty Johnson, 3.3. This running game has not been able to get going. So I'm not really factoring that in as much. Yes, we give up some rushing yards, but and they're probably going to try and rush it a little bit more. But when you have receivers like this, that's really where it comes down to and where you need to make the big plays. Now, PayPal, I want a defensive lineman to be the X factor. Yeah. Right? I, I want to. And then I go to Eddie Jackson. We talk about Mm. the interceptions. That's what we need, right? We need an Eddie Jackson interception. We need this to happen. And it's, it sounds like a layup, but I'm going to go with the layup. It's Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson needs to make a big play, especially with Garrett Wilson, who can take the top off the defense. That's where to me, Eddie Jackson, if you can bite him into making a, um, a turnover, that's what I'm going with. But PayPal, We have gone through the offense, and we have gone through the defense. So that leads us to the team that gave up a touchdown. This is why we cover it. The special teams review. Anything for the special teams review, PayPal? Um, Hey, let's just hope, Cairo, you can hit the ball, like, you know, just well. Like, I think his max is not 55 yards. He can kick it a little farther. It's just he did not hit that one well last week. Um, Bellstones Jr., let's hope he's still being kick returner. We'll see if he if they put trust in him and put him as punt returner because that would be very bold to do But because he still hasn't really officially caught a good <laughs> uh, a kick return well yet. Uh, but... Yeah, just keep an eye out for that uh, Vels Jones Jr. out there. And Cairo Santos, I think we're going to have to rely on him to get points because we're not going to be really getting in the end zone with this incredible defense. Okay, sounds good. And one thing, too, I just wanted to bring this up. It looks like it's going to be wet and rainy around like 50 degrees on Sunday. So it's going to be kind of a gross feeling game. So that is something for us to monitor as well. And um, I, I forgot someone in the comments brought up, um, hopefully Nikhil Harry plays. I still don't think he's going to be on the, or be active uh, for a game mm-hmm. day because it seems like Valus is going to be active. And that's where yep. Valus kick return. If you can put us in good field position or even try and score a touchdown, that is huge. It's a big game for him. And like we said, it's going to be wet. So please, For the love of God, hold on to the football because that's going to be a huge, huge X factor. Braxton Berrios is their returner. Nothing too crazy. 23.6 average on kickoffs, 11 on punts. Nothing amazing. Um, You know, he can always kind of do decent, but nothing to really kind of be too afraid of. But PayPal, let's quickly run through who's got the edge. You got this first one. Jets run defense versus Bears running offense. Who's got the edge? So Jets run defense against our running offense. I 
This is the first one I think I actually have to kind of think about our running offense right now because we don't have Justin Fields out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, man, that's a tough one, Brad. I, I, I still have to go our running offense um, with how our blockers have been blocking, you know, in this running attack and how Dave Montgomery, I think he is going to prove uh, even more this week. So... Go ahead, chalk it up for the Bears win for that. Okay, and then I have the Bears passing offense versus the Jets passing defense. Trevor Simeon or Justin Fields, we're not winning this one. This is very good pass defense. I'm giving the edge over to the Jets. Hey, pal, Bears run defense versus the Jets run offense. Oh, I think, oh, this is another tough one, Brad. You're getting all the all the tough ones because <laughs> I think we said it before their their running attack is not good because of their offensive line, and I think we're gonna hold them to kind of that standard. Like they're not gonna have a breakout running game. I think it's gonna be not very good. So I think we actually are gonna stop in the run with Sanborn. We've been doing okay. a lot better in this run game. So Bears run game, we got it. Okay, I like it. I like it. And the last one, Jets pass offense versus the Bears pass defense. Believe it or not, even though people don't like our pass defense, I'm actually giving this out to the Bears. Jets passing offense has not looked great. Mike White should be a little bit better. And like I said, I get nervous that they might be coming with the vengeance, but I got to gotta give hope. I like mm-hmm. what Blackwell is able to do on special team side so if he comes in at that slot corner i really want to see what he's capable of i really want to see what he's able to do um there's a reason why we added him he looked good this offseason so that's my take um but let's go over to some over unders right let's go over to some of these betting lines now they don't have any prop bets i haven't seen any of those out here so we just have it real quick the line right now is bears plus six to me i kind of lean towards taking that just because i think that why not um Mm -hmm. six is a lot of points bears usually keep it pretty close even if simeon is starting i like the idea of that um but paypal i'll give you the over under for the total is 38 and a half what are you feeling Ooh, 30 and a half yeah uh, with with you again brett i mean we've let up what seven points uh, we've lost by seven points the past three weeks. Only seven <laughs> points because we lost by what one, and then three, and then three. So crazy, crazy stat. Um, but I think we got to go under. This is the first under I think for this Bears team like in forever. You got to go under with Trevor Simeon out there. Uh, even with Justin Fields out there, I still think we would probably still go the under. Um, okay. this Jets yeah. team is not going to be scoring a lot of points and this, this defense is elite this. So got to go under sounds good. And J rock saying the bears pass defense with Gordon Brisker out. That's yeah. That's what I'm fearful of is, uh, like, as soon as I said that I've taken the bears defense, I was like a little bit like, mm, do I, cause it's going to be challenging. And I think the big question is, will Gordon Brisker be out with their concussions we know how the NFL are with concussions, so we just have to keep an eye on that. Mm-hmm. But PayPal, now 
there's something that's been going on. We, uh, with our previews or with our predictions, we have officially not done too well. So the simulation <laughs> I forgot to run, and the simulation is seven and three. <laughs> the coin flip is seven and four, officially beating me. I am six and five. You are five and six. And PayPal, it's official. So I'm not a fan of sound bites, but I had to grab this for us. We officially stink. That's right. <laughs> we stink. <laughs> it's official. We stink at this. Hey, we're I, happy about it, Brad. Yeah, we're happy. Yeah, we're proud. Yeah, we're happy. We're proud. We're ugly and we're proud. Like <laughs> I, I had to grab that just for this occasion. Like I said, not a big fan of uh of sound bites, but that felt worthy. We are officially worse than a coin flip, but I feel most of us would have been wrong with a lot of these because we believe in the bears, right? And we wanted mm -hmm. the, them to win. We expected them to win the last two weeks. And that's where we got two big losses. So PayPal, I'm going to start this off with you. What's oh. your feeling, right? At, You're hey, at the so bottom five and six. Yeah. Or do you want yeah, me to go first? So I, I don't want you to take my, you know, you know, uh, even though I'm five and six, you might take my pick here. Um, okay. But we we we've been talking about this Trevor Simeon. We've been talking about you know them not having Zach Wilson, their great defense, all this stuff. But I think it comes down to one thing. We saw it with the coin flips, right? I don't know if you knew about this. I don't know if you've seen it. the The Jets there's this undefeated coin flip that's been yes. going around. That's right. And what it's it's still undefeated it even yep. predicted you know the two new england losses it predicted the buffalo the win against buffalo right or wait did they win but yeah anyways yeah they so. did and the coin flip says that the bears are winning this game so okay just screw all the things we just said okay you know, about about this team the you know who's going to win this passing offense who's going to win the running yeah forget everything we said who needs Just it? Look at the coin flip. The Bears are winning, so I'm saying the Bears are winning. That's that's simple. Okay, okay. <laughs> you got a score prediction? Like obviously the coin flip didn't have it. So, is there a prediction at all, like for the score? Um, I I think again it's going to be a low scoring game where we have. I don't know. Is bold, but no passing touchdowns, no rushing touchdowns. It's all going to be defense and special teams. Jeez. So. I'm saying we're going to have two field goals and a defensive touchdown. So we're going to have 13 points and they are going to have nine. So 13, nine. That sounds like game. a great game in the yeah, rain. It's, it's probably not going to be even on like <laughs> here in, here in yep. Wisconsin. So that sounds good. And I'm going the opposite direction. I am choosing the Jets. Let me also know down in the comments what you all think about uh, who's going to win. And J-Rock says Jets 17, Bears 9. I like that score. Honestly, I, I might go with that. Um, it seems about right. And it seems like it's not going to be a high-scoring game. Chances are Justin Fields isn't going to be playing. Even if, because we talked a lot about Simeon, 
if Fields is out there, he's not running. You're not running the QB power. You're not running these options. So you got to look at what the Bears were doing before. This is a very good defense. I think no matter what, we're not going to be putting a lot up a lot of points. And like, yeah, I I feel maybe it's going to be Bears 12, Jets okay. 17. Like, I think maybe the Bears get an extra little field goal there. It's going to be a gross game. I, I feel that's going to be what it's just the vibe is. So ultimately, mm-hmm. Bears lose, continue the losing streak at that number three overall pick. And also, I just posted this out on Twitter. Just want to kind of call this out since some of us might be thinking about some of the draft picks that we could get. A big reason why having the third pick is so great. If you go back to the 2021 draft, right? The one with Justin Fields. I did, I brought this up because it shows the value of going up those three spots because in 2021, the number 12 pick was traded twice, ironically enough, from the sixth spot to the third spot. I mean, sixth spot and third spot. The third spot, so going back from three to 12, cost three first-round picks and a third, that, right? Right? To go back to the 12th pick and still get a good wide receiver, sign me up, right? But if you have the sixth pick in the draft, you basically just get two first-round picks for that this year and next year. Now, yet again, you're talking about nine spots to six spots. I just want to throw that out there. So anybody who's like anti-tank, quote-unquote, or anything like that, there's a reason. Like, oh, well, no draft pick is guaranteed. But if you get Will Anderson or Jalen Carter super early, especially Will Anderson, that's a pretty surefire thing. Right. That's a pretty, very, very safe pick. But speaking of safe picks, let's go over to the spots that I forgot last week and I will not forget this week. We got to do the coin flip and also quarter four simulation. So <laughs> I got my coin flip app because I actually don't have a coin around me. I still don't have a coin around me. So I'm using the coin flip app. Brad, so heads- have you been spending all your money? I mean, no, no coins around you. <laughs> yeah. And. <laughs> The coin flip agrees with me. It's tails. They think that the Jets are going to win. So coin flip says Jets. And let's flip over to quarter4.io. So I always like to um, let's go over to just the forecast. I kind of want to see what it, they project for the bear stuff overall. Let me see. Come on. Where's the games? Let's go over. See all games. Come on now. And let's open up. Why don't my eyes work today? Bears Jets. Bears Jets, they have the line at minus five, and they give the Jets a 67% chance of winning. So let's go over to my premium features, and let's test out this simulation and see who ends up winning. So overall, they like the Jets to win, but anything can happen in these simulations New York football Jets and the Chicago Bears and simulate. All right. Drum roll, please, as it thinks this out. And let's see who ends up winning the number one placed simulations. So whatever it says goes. And last week I did not have a simulation. So we shall see. It's thinking extra hard about this one. <laughs> A lot more 
Oh, wow. And there you have it. The Chicago Here we go, Bears win the simulation and the coin flip. Point. I'm just saying. Well, I, the, the other coin flip, not this yeah. coin flip. The legit coin flip that's been 100%. Yeah. So the simulation is picking the Bears. PayPal's picking the Bears. The official coin flip, not the coin flip of the Unbearable Sports Podcast, but the coin flip that has been perfect, says the Bears. Me and the coin flip app say New York Jets. I hope I'm wrong, but even though, yes, it would be a better draft pick, I still want to see this team win. If it's Trevor Simeon, yeah, it would be okay if we lose. <laughs> yeah, For sure. But let's see. It's going to be an interesting game for sure. And I can't wait. Even though that it's going to be, you're going to see a really good defense going against this Bears team. I'm excited to see what Braxton Jones is able to put on film against some good offensive, uh, good defensive linemen. Hopefully that line can have a bounce back game and play a little bit better. Hopefully Claypool continues to get more snaps and hopefully Jack Sanborn continues to be a beast and somebody on this defensive line can do something. Thank you again so much for listening. If you're listening and watching on YouTube and you still have not liked or subscribed, make sure to do that. Also, make sure to comment. It could just be a simple bear down. It could be your favorite emoji. I don't really care. It helps out the channel tremendously if you do that. But you can also download the show everywhere you get your podcast. Just search for Unbearable Sports and make sure to rate five stars. Tell your family about it. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you so much. We're thankful for all of you that listen to the show. It's something that just brightens our day up every single week, and we love hopping on. Love if you're listening, if you're uh, watching later on, it means so much. That Unbearable Sports Podcast, we're out. Yeah, she's got some nice long hair and you notice she